Welcome to episode 10 of the Full Armor of Game. This episode is Book Game, Using Cheat Codes with Women, with myself, Adam, and the co-host, Zar Danya. And this episode is going to be a collection of different wisdoms Zar and I have taken from books we've read that aren't necessarily related to dating, but we've been able to dig into them and give you pieces that we're going to relate to game or dating with women so that you can start to use some of these things in your interactions with women. And it will give you a different perspective that when you're reading, the more you experience different wisdom across different books, it doesn't just have to be necessarily in sales or marketing. You can use the same principles and get your mind in a place that you can start to pick and choose all sorts of great new tools for your tool belt, and you can use them in your interactions with women. You bring the crowns and heads of conquered kings to my city steps. You insult my queen. You threaten my people with slavery and death. This is Sparta! Put on the whole armor of game. So, Zar, you want to start us off? Yes. Yeah, so, you've read this book as well, Texting Prince. This is one of my favorites, and it applies to women in so many ways and dating, as well as relationships. It's called Influence, the Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. Got it right here as now, well. Now, one of the – and you have it. And we've been taking notes on this book because this is how powerful it is. This is one of the cheat codes all of you guys need in your life. Get the book right now. We don't get paid for it. We want you guys to have this information. So one of the first rules that pops out in the beginning of the book, it's called the reciprocity rule. The rule for reciprocation. The old give and take, quote unquote. So the rule says that we should try to repay in kind what another person has provided for us. If a woman does us a favor, we should do her one in return. If a man sends us a birthday present, we should remember his birthday with, with a gift of our own. If a couple invites us to a party, we should be sure to invite them to one of ours as well. Now, why is this important with relationships and dating? You must always make a return back on your investment, fellas. You must show your woman appreciation or else she will leave you for another man who will. I lost many beautiful feminine women who I didn't make an investment back on my return, okay? Or a return back on my investment I made. So they would invest into me and I eventually got lazy. I didn't follow the rule of, recipro uh, of reciprocation. I didn't follow that rule. And he talks about this. If they do something for you, fellas, you have to play your position, go out of your way, and do something in return for your woman. Because with feminine women, it's very important you show appreciation for them. And I'm telling you, the women that you guys lose, that you complain to me about, that I get so many messages regarding the toxic women, she cheated on me, she did this, she did that. You forget about those women very quickly. 
we move on very quickly from those toxic women. The women that you never forget are those high quality feminine women that you took for granted. You did not show your appreciation back to them. So what happens is they start building resentment for you and they leave you for another man who does reciprocate back what they're doing for them. I want you guys to remember that this is the first one that stands out in this book. Yeah, I love that uh, idea too, because that is huge. That's really huge. When you get towards not just going on one or two dates with a woman, but if you want some, you know, to see her more than a few times, appreciation is huge. And then I get selective about what do I appreciate in women, right? I want to appreciate the things that I want to see more. But if a woman does something nice for me, I make sure to acknowledge that and appreciate that and label that of something that I enjoyed that she did. Oh, thank you. I love that you just cleaned up everything for me, you know, as I was showering. That's really helpful. And I appreciate that. Now she gets that little pat on the back. She feels good. She feels like she contributed. And she also remembers because you appreciated it. The guys that stop appreciating things from women, they'll soon find that the things that they enjoyed about those women those women will stop doing those things. So it's good to selectively like think about and appreciate those things that you enjoy in those women because that is going to, everyone likes acknowledgement. So that's going to be something that she goes, oh, wow, I just got a compliment, right? And again, like we mentioned, you shouldn't be complimenting women over all these different things, how beautiful she is and all that. But when she does something nice for you, appreciate that acknowledge that and that's something that then she'll continue doing because she knows she has a road to success and if it helps your life as well what a double win because now she's making your life easier you're appreciating it and you, then you're going to see that more often exactly uh, so, so i, I ahead, have i have a simple test i have a simple test i always tell guys how do you know if she's a good quality girl when she sleeps over you get up, you go into the shower, or you're upstairs, whatever you're doing. If she makes your bed, that's a high-quality girl. But a lot of guys mess up because they don't show appreciation for the little things their girl does for them. Even something as small as a kiss on the cheek, a kiss on the lips, on the forehead, thank you, babe. Grab her ass, lift her up, show her that appreciation. Thank you for doing my bed. If she gives you a gift for your birthday, a card, you have to get her something back. If she goes out of her way to watch a movie you wanted to see, I went to go see Oppenheimer with my girl, which was a great movie. This is the same time Barbie came out. I'm not seeing Barbie, but she went and saw that movie with me, right? She did that for me. It's okay to watch a Netflix show that she wants to watch now or a Netflix movie she wants to watch because I'm returning. I'm making a return on my investment. It's, It's okay. If she wants to watch... Dear John or The Notebook, as much as I don't want to watch it, I'm like, ah, but you know what? She probably didn't want to watch Oppenheimer and she did, right? It's a World War II movie. What woman wants to watch that? But I'm still showing the appreciation. That's what I mean, fellas. Never neglect your girl, but don't go see Barbie. <laughs> Whatever you do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That gives her all sorts of these uh, women empowerment, you know, men bad. Yes. <laughs> women are great. <laughs> ideas yeah actually i just had a girl over on uh this past thursday and uh i supplied all the drinks we were drinking whiskey we had other drinks we had you know i we had food and i showered in the morning and i honestly was expecting that she was just gonna be laying in bed when i came out but when i came out 
She was in my bedroom, went back to my like common room and she had uh, put, she washed all the like shot glasses we had. We were taking shots. She washed our glasses. She put them, you know, in my dish area. And then she had taken all of the blankets that we had had throughout on our couches. She folded them up and tidied up my place. And I, I really was expecting she was just going to be still asleep. Cause I didn't even know she was like awake when I, you know, went out to shower, but I walked out and man, it's like, man, my place looks nice now. And that was like, okay, that's really cool. That's something I appreciate. It's like, wow, thank you. Thanks for doing all that for me. Thank you for tightening up my place like that. That little tiny thing, it made my life easier when I walked out. And that's something that, again, when she spends the night again, that's going to be something she's excited to do because she has a game plan for success again. 100%. Remember that, fellas. Remember that golden rule, okay? The rule of reciprocation. So uh, one, the book I have today, I'm taking all of mine from this book. It's called Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone. Um, I'm not going to re recommend this book for anyone and everyone. I'm pretty sure Grant Cardone has ADHD, which I also have. So I connect to this book pretty well. But a lot of the rules in sales or marketing can be applied with people or with women. So one thing that he mentions here on page 43 was um let's see here okay you've got to be absolutely convinced that your product your company your services or your ideas are superior to all others you've got to be so convinced that you won't even consider any logical any logic suggestion otherwise you must never allow the consideration to enter your mind that anyone else could even compete with you now i use that in the frame with women about when we talk about being the prize, having that inner confidence. And this is something a lot of guys struggle with because a lot of guys try to fake it, right? They're like, well, I'm not really that confident in all that stuff. So the first step to this for me, when thinking of you're the prize is you have to convince yourself that you're the prize before women will be convinced in that way as well. And one thing that I tell guys to do that I coach and stuff is start looking around and this is not something to down, you know, to, um, to talk down upon your buddies or just people in general, not to get like some crazy huge ego, but just start looking around the room at other men, your buddies, all that. And instead of thinking about everything that they have better than you or that they're better at than you find three things with every random guy or with your buddies, three things that you're better than them at, just three things that you know that you're better than them at and start to train your mind to start to focus on those wins of yours. Focus on your strengths. Think about the things that you know more than your buddies. You do better than your buddies or these other random guys and start to kind of pat yourself on the back on these little things because again, you've got to convince yourself that you're the best catch before she's going to believe that as well when we talk about congruency. And so that's that's something that I'm always kind of training myself around. Um, I actually was just, uh, I went golfing, went to the bar with um, a couple of buddies. One of my buddies is six foot six, really good looking dude, always dresses really, really well. Another buddy I was out with, he knows when there's girls around, he's like, oh, there's no way I got a chance. This guy's six foot six. He's good looking. All the girls you know, look at him, all that. And it's like, I acknowledge that. I really, this guy's a really cool guy. I like him, but I know that I have a lot of skills that he doesn't have. 
I know that I have this understanding of women that he doesn't have. I know that I have text game that this guy doesn't have. So I, so when you're kind of going around, just start to think about the strengths that you have. Instead of always focusing on your weaknesses, think about the strengths you have and, and really start, write them down, start to compile that, really start to make yourself believe that you're a catch, that you're a cool dude, that you're a guy that has things going on in his life instead of looking around and just looking at what everyone else has that you don't have. Oh, that guy has more money than me. That guy's taller than me. Oh, that guy's, you know, he's wittier than me. It's like, stop reframe or stop training your mind to see the negatives every of everything and start to actually put that mental focus on things that you are better at things that you do well and make that list and remind yourself of that so that when you have a girl in front of you you feel better about leading you feel better about being the prize you actually start to build that self-confidence <laughs> that again we know women are so attracted to in men is that self-confidence okay so from the book influence he says how Persons who go through a great deal of trouble or pain to attain something tend to value it more highly than persons who attain the same thing with a minimum effort. This is why fraternities and sororities, they go through hazing practices. This is why soldiers go through boot camp. It makes them feel more bonded to the group. You convince yourself that this group is extremely valuable after the initiation process. The severity of an initiation ceremony significantly heightens the newcomer's commitment to the group. They will not easily surrender. How does this go along with women and relationships? This is exactly why I tell men to make a woman earn the relationship with you. Don't ever express your feelings too soon or get into a relationship too quickly or else she will not value you or the relationship as a whole. She will be more likely to throw in the towel and surrender if she wants out. But if you make her go through that ritual, through obstacles, through hoops, she knew you were a challenge. She had to damn near go through hazing just to be in a relationship with you. She's going to value that relationship so much more. What I'm trying to say is, be a challenge, fellas. It should take you six months to a year before you get in a relationship with a girl. I can't stress that enough. Do not make it too easy for them. And the fact that they had to go through these challenges just to be with you means that they're not going to be so quick to surrender that relationship. They're going to want to hold on to it and work things out with you. This is why this is so important. This stood out to me because I understood the game. When people win the lottery, why do they lose all that money quickly, texting Prince? Because they didn't earn it. Same with the, the girls that have OnlyFans. They think they're making all this money. They piss it away so quickly. Let's be honest. They don't earn it. <laughs> Let's be honest. You don't earn that money you have on OnlyFans. Okay, ladies, you ain't fooling me. So the women that claim they're making all this money, all this money, I'm sure you are. But you're fucking pissing it away, too. <laughs> because... If I didn't earn something, I'm going to throw it away, right? This is why people that win big on the lottery become broke right after. And yeah. I think the government knows that. They know that. Okay. They know that. Oh, who cares if they win this money? It's still going to come back into the economy or 
taxes, whatever, into they're going to spend it. <laughs> so they're not going to be rich from it. Okay. Very important, fellas. That That's a good point. I was going to bring up the same lottery aspect that you did, but you just brought it up because when you don't work for it, you don't earn it. it it's It's a lot more meaningless to you. And on that same hand, right, when you make women work for your attention, you make women work for your compliments, you make women work for your um, time, then yeah, of course they value it more, but also they become pot committed in that sense that they had to do this work. So now when you make a mistake or you make two mistakes, she still has so much more invested that she's way less likely to just peel away and move on to some other guy because she's already had to work for this. She's put her you know, time, attention, her sweat, her tears and all that stuff into this relationship. So now she wants to see it through more. That's why I always tell guys, and I, I get, I got hate from this on one of my videos I just did about the guy started off the speed date by complimenting a girl's beauty about, oh, you're so beautiful or whatever. It's like, again, when you give that away right away and, and th these guys were like, well, I complimented my wife on the first date and now we're happily married and all that. It's like, okay, there's exceptions to every rule. But when you start off by giving these compliments freely or you're just like hey i'm gonna take you out and buy you to the nicest dinner and i'm gonna buy you everything you want it's like then that all becomes in a sense make believe to her because she didn't have to work for anything rather than the girls that like me personally if i actually take a girl out on a date the girl's like oh my gosh adam you never do this usually it's like netflix and chill <laughs> so now she appreciates it could be a 10 or 15 dollar date and she appreciates that because she had to work for that. She had to earn that rather than the guys that give her the red carpet treatment at the beginning. And now that's what she's expecting. She didn't have to do anything. All she had to do was say yes to your text message. And now she's expecting so much. But again, it's like her winning the lottery. It doesn't mean much to her because she didn't have to earn it. That's why so many guys get themselves in trouble by over complimenting, over just doing everything at the beginning because then it's not appreciated from her. She didn't earn anything. Then she's also really has no problem ditching that guy and losing him because, again, she didn't have to do anything versus the girl that has to jump through those hoops, the girl that knows that she has to walk on eggshells in a sense around you because she can't get away with the things that she gets away with the simps and the betas. I want you guys to picture – I want you guys to really picture Andrew Tate, right? Picture Andrew Tate the way he carries himself. Do you think he gives things freely to women or do you think he makes them earn it? He definitely makes them earn it and he makes them jump through hoops, right? He's not that easy when it comes to expressing his emotions, telling a girl how he feels about her, wanting a relationship. They value that, fellas. That's why the alpha male gets crucified in public, but I promise you they praise him in private. The beta males... And I saw that video, Adam, the way he called her beautiful is the way he said it. It was fucking cringe. Yep. The beta males, they get applauded in public, but they get crucified in private. Which one would you guys rather be? I'd rather be the guy that women praise in private. That's the guy you have to be. So take our advice. Listen to us. Stop listening to all the other exceptions out there just because he called his wife beautiful the first 30 seconds he met her, and now they're married. I'm not listening to people like that because I've been there. 
but it's also how you say it, fellas. If you say it like an Andrew Tate type figure, Andrew Tate, I just wanted to let you know you're absolutely beautiful. Confident, smooth as an alpha male, masculine. It will work for you. If you're like every other guy who calls a girl beautiful, who compliments her, it means nothing. Women can sense that. They're like bloodhounds. So I'd rather you not compliment them right off the gate. Make them earn it until you start building that advanced game. And you can get away with a compliment here and there. Uh, the next one I have from uh, Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone. It's page 106. And uh, he talks about people believe what they see, not what they hear. And now he's relating this to sales. And so he says, I want you to make this a rule that you sell by. Assume that your buyer, no matter how well they know the person, never believes your words and will only believe that which you're able to show him. Again, we're relating this to dating and women. He says, the buyer knows that another person is capable of slight exaggerations or even outright lies because he's done so himself. Regardless of how honest you are and how much integrity you might have, your prospect believes that you're capable of the same things he has been guilty of. So this is the way I relate this to women is that you have to show, not tell. And so many guys get in this problem, especially when we talk about like texting, because that's just such a different form of communication. But guys are like, yeah, I'm really cool. I'm, I'm really smooth, charming in person, and all that stuff. And, uh, I, you know, I'm a busy guy. I got things going on in my life. But again, if a guy tells that to a woman, she's heard every single lie under the book from men exaggerating, lying to try to get in her pants. So she doesn't believe that. So even when guys go, hey, I'm a really busy guy. You can't cancel on me. You know, you got to earn my time and all that. It's like, if you're saying that, but you're responding to all of her texts within 15 minutes, even an hour when she replies to you, she's not, sh she's not being seen that you're a busy guy because you're always around your phone, always replying to her versus if I come and I say, hey, I'm a busy guy. Girls believe that because they know that my text messages come infrequently. They come after a amount of time elapses. So she starts to get this image of me from how I'm texting her that I'm a busy guy. So therefore, if I say, hey, sorry, I was really busy at work or doing blah, blah, blah. She can believe that because now my words are congruent with my actions, what she's actually seen. So, so many guys try to rush a date. They, they go on online dating apps. They go, well, online dating apps don't work. Well, it's because they're trying, they're sending two or three messages and they're going, hey, uh, let's go out for a drink. I'm a busy guy. Like, I don't got a lot of time in my schedule. Uh, can you meet next Wednesday? It's like, she hasn't been allowed that time to actually believe you with what you're showing her. And again, now you're relying on your words to convince her. But again, your words are the same as every other guy that's lied to her, every other guy that's exaggerated. So that's why it's so important when I talk about timing with women, slow texting, less is more and all that type of stuff. It's because you have to build this image that she can actually see and feel that same feeling you get with that girl where you text her back and you're like, why isn't she replying for two hours? Why isn't she replying for three hours? 
oh shoot, maybe she's busy. Maybe she's doing this. Maybe she she's doing that. Guys on the other side of that, don't give women that time to construct this image of this guy being busy. They just try to rush it and try to tell her rather than show her. So again, people, women won't believe what they hear. They'll believe what they see, what they experience by how they interact with you. Yeah, there's always the expression, fake it till you make it. And I used to believe in that, but now I hate it. I hate that expression because we don't want you guys faking being on your definiteness of purpose. As Napoleon Hill puts it in Outwitting the Devil. You have to have a definiteness of purpose. Be busy. Idle time is the devil's workshop. It's okay as long as you're answering her back. You're not ignoring her, but you have to show her that you are a busy man. You live a busy life. Now, when she wants to see you, she'll make sure she doesn't cancel on you because she knows she might not be able to get that chance with you again. So they value seeing you. They value your time as a man rather than the guy who's always open to seeing her. She knows she can always put that guy on the back burner. But with his actions, she knows if she doesn't see this motherfucker right now, she might never get that chance again. Or she might have to wait a week, two weeks just to see him again and feel his presence. That's very powerful, fellas. She'll put everything else on the back burner just to see you, even if she has two other dates lined up. She'll ditch those guys. She'll flake on them just to see you. Because she values your time more than any other guy. So start being about it. There should be nothing fake about you guys. Get yeah. busy. Be on your purpose. Yeah, and this, this goes back to actually, I just got a comment on a video I did on YouTube about how to set a, up a date with a girl. And a guy was trying to argue with me <laughs> when I asked, you know, when are you free next week? And I let her tell me her availability first, right? I know I've mentioned this before, but it's so crucial. Guys always want to play back on this. And I think it's because they're they're scared. So rather than most guys go, no, you have to set the date and be a leader. You got to say, can you hang out Thursday or Friday? And I go, okay, let's play this out. What if you ask a girl, hey, can you hang out Thursday or Friday? And she goes, no, but I can hang out Sunday. And now if you're the guy that goes, yeah, I can make Sunday work. Well, now in her perception of you, she goes, this guy was free Thursday, Friday, and now Sunday as well. Three days, three key days leading up to the weekend, and he's free all of those days, right? That goes totally against what I just said, right? She's not going to believe that you're a busy guy if now you have those three days available and you just showed your cards that way to see her. Because now, okay, Sunday rolls around. Maybe she cancels on you because she's like, well, this guy was, you know, three days. He was already available. Uh, I can't hang out tonight. Can you do tomorrow or Tuesday? And the guy goes, uh, yeah, I can make Monday or Tuesday work. And now she goes, there's five days that this guy just told me he's available to see me. So again, that goes against everything that you're trying to build of being that busy guy. Your time's in demand. You got things going on in your life. You're working on your purpose. So everything that, I construct is for a reason. I've thought about all of the, you know, all of the little tiny things around this. And this is why when I say frame your date in a way like that, like when are you free and have her reveal her schedule first, there's reasons for it because all of these little tiny psychological games where she won't believe your words. She will only believe what you show her. 
or or your availability to her like that. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I'm never going to tell a girl or ask her, are you free this Saturday or pick a specific day? I like to say, what's your availability like this weekend? Because this weekend counts for what? Three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Have her pick, act like you weren't busy that day, but it's it's better than it's better than her saying, it's better than you asking, are you free this Friday? And she says, no, but I can do Saturday. And you agree and you say, okay, I can do Saturday. Now you look like a loser. If I was a girl and a guy said that to me, I'd be thinking, wow, he has nothing going on this week and he's not seeing any other girls. Why would I want to see him now? But once again, if you don't take our advice, fellas, <laughs> it's on you. <laughs> It's on you. Learn the hard way. Okay, Learn the hard so. way if you want to. Fine. Yeah. I've been flaked when down. I've been rejected a million times. That's why I've come to these conclusions. But if you want to learn the hard way, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. But pick the date. Pick the date where you guys are going. But ask her if she's free next week or what her availability is like next week or what's your availability like this weekend. And then go from there, pick the date, pick the time. Of course, you lead as a man at that point. Yeah, and even even with okay. what you're saying, Zara, even if you say, uh, what what are you up to this weekend? Or if I say, what what uh, when are you free next week? Right? Neither you or I are revealing that we're free all weekend. I'm not revealing I'm free all next week. It could be just as much of like, oh, what are you up to this weekend? And it's just like one of those, whatever it doesn't mean that i'm free this weekend so we're not revealing that versus most guys kind of jump in with that hey what are you up to friday i want to hang out oh what are you up to saturday i want to but again the way that you phrase everything is everything exactly the next really great point that stood out for me in the book influence social proof he talks about social proof this is very important fellas we're all think alike no one thinks very much so what does that mean i'm going to break it down the principle of social proof is very powerful it states that one means we use to determine what is correct is to find out what other people think is correct we view as a behavior as more correct in a given situation to the degree that we see others performing it usually when a lot of people are doing something it is the right thing to do. It's the sheep herd mentality. How does this relate to dating and girls? Anytime a girl asks you, are you dating or seeing other women? What does the beta male loser always like to say? Oh, no, no, no. You're you're the only girl I'm dating. I'm not I'm not seeing anyone else. You think that's what a girl wants to hear. But that shows you have no social proof. It's the sheep herd mentality. So if she knows you're dating other women, other women want you, I just told you right here, if other women are dating you and other women like you, then that is the correct thing to do. It's the sheep herd mentality. It's very powerful. Women are seeing what other women are doing. Women want what every other woman wants. Okay. Or if she asks whether or not you have a girlfriend. Now, I like the Coach Corey Wayne line that he uses. I'm giving him credit for this. Well, there's always room for one more. And you give her that sly smile. Works like a charm. 
Cocky and funny works if you know how to say it. Once again, social proof. Okay, women want what every other woman wants. Or, this is very powerful. She observes the way you interact with other women. So, when you have a girlfriend, this is how you keep her in check, fellas. When you go to Starbucks, when you go out to a restaurant, wherever you go, let her see you interacting with other women. You don't have to disrespect her and flirt with the other women, or, but have a flirty vibe. Let her see other women smiling at you. Look your best. Say something cocky and funny to the girl that's working behind the counter at Starbucks. Make sure your girl sees that. Because in her mind, your girl is saying to herself, wow, I have a catch. I better not lose this guy. Look at how the other women are interacting with him. They find him attractive. Don't be afraid to go against the grain. And I'll give you a great example. So you go to Starbucks. You and your girl are there. You both get coffee. What does the cute barista always ask? Are you guys together? As in, are you guys paying together? What I like to respond was with, I'll look at my girl and I'll say, well, she definitely wants me. She's trying, but I wouldn't say we're together. Right? Automatically, the girl starts laughing. Okay? And your girlfriend gives you that look like, did he just say that? But they can't help but fall in love with you. Okay? You're that lovable asshole. They know that other women want you. You have that charming, charismatic personality, but so many men are afraid to poke the bear a little bit. Let her know that you got it. Yes, other women want me. That's all social proof for her. Don't play it safe. I'm not telling you to cheat on your girl or disrespect her, but you want other women noticing you and checking you out. Your girl sees everything. Women see everything. Yeah, that the social proof is a great... Um example because and and i i remember being you know in my earlier days with women like thinking no i'm gonna let her know she's the only one i'm not a player my heart's all for you i remember thinking that that was the game plan but just think about human psychology right now let's say you want to buy something new a new appliance for your kitchen and you're searching on amazon and there's 10 different things that pop up for air fryers or whatever you're looking at what is the first thing you're probably going to do is look at the reviews. How many, what are the ratings of these reviews? How many people have tried this air fryer out before I buy it? Maybe there's one with zero reviews. Most people, I know myself, I'm probably not going to go for that air fryer. I'm going to go for the one with 6,005, you know, 6,050 reviews, four and a half, five stars, or whatever. Read the comments because now I know other people have had it. Now I'm like, okay, this is valuable. Other people are buying it. Other people are rating this well. And that's how it goes with women and dating in the same way. If you're a guy that no one wants, you're a guy that has, you know, oh, no other girls in my life. I'm uh, My heart's all for you. Well, in a sense, that girl is going to be like, you're that air fryer on Amazon that has zero reviews. Do I really want to gamble on this? Do I really want to invest my time, energy, and effort into this air fryer and be the first review when I could just buy this one that has 6,000 positive reviews and I know that I'm going to get what I'm expecting here. So that's just a different way to look about that social proof and why it's important that women know that you can get other women. Yeah, what happened? Someone, well, someone once said, right, the best jewelry you can ever wear is a beautiful woman. So Anytime you show up at any type of venue with a beautiful smoke show of a girl or two, 
right? And they're both holding your arms. Your arms are flared out. They're holding your arms as you walk in. Watch how every single girl turns their head to look at you. It's it's like it's ingrained in women. It's hardwired in women. And I think it goes back to the days of the alpha males, right? Where women were dying to be with them. They always had the beautiful women. Other women automatically want you. It raises their attraction. I don't care what they say, whether they want a man that's single, that no other woman wants. No, I'm not that type of woman. They can't help it. It's ingrained in their DNA. That's how women are. So don't pay attention to what they say. Look at how they react. Look at all the celebrities. Look at all the famous musicians. They have social proof. Pre-selection. Other women want them automatically. Now, every other woman wants them. They can't even figure out why. They just think it's because they're a celebrity. Yes, that has a little bit to do with it, but it's because all the other women find them attractive. That's why. Exactly. Oh, and b- before we move on, so I want guys to learn from this, right? So texting prints. If a girl asks, are you dating or seeing anyone else? How do you respond to that? Because I always want to give them solutions. Oh, uh, how I respond to that is I usually say, you know, hey, I love meeting new people. Um, I, I enjoy getting to know people. So, you know, if she says, you know, are you what was the question? Again? Are you are you, seeing are you dating else? or seeing other women here or, or anyone else? Yeah, I, I basically say, hey, I'm just keeping my options open, enjoying new or meeting new people. And, you know, I got a busy life right now. I'm really focusing on work or I'm focusing on blah, blah, blah. But I'm really enjoying getting to know you know, meet new people. Uh, I would probably play it off if a girl's like one-on-one with me and I can tell that she's like, really? She goes, are you seeing other people? That's when I'm like basically brushing it off and like, yeah, I see people. I saw, uh, I saw my neighbor today when I was taking out the trash. I saw, oh, I saw some buddies at pickleball today when I was playing pickleball. (laughs) So I will brush it off as long as possible. But if a girl really nails me down about like, no, are you dating other people? Then I'm like, honestly, like, yeah, you know, I'm, I enjoy meeting new people. Um, and right now I'm enjoying getting to know you. Like, that's how I would frame it. But I'm not like, oh no, I'm, there's no other woman in my life. There's no other. And I'm also not trying to flash it in her face. I'm not trying to be overly like, yeah, I got three other girls waiting to come over here tonight. Cause again, if a girl sniffs it on you and she's like, eh, that, that can come off as douchey and all that. Um, but I don't, I don't let them know that there's no other woman in my life, but I do try to brush it off and be playful for as long as possible uh, before I answer more seriously. But I am honest with women. I enjoy getting to know new people. And right now I'm enjoying getting to know you. Yeah. So that's one beautiful option right there, fellas. I'm going to give you a second one if you want to use this one or the texting princes. So girl asks, are you seeing or dating anyone else? I like to tell her, Listen, I enjoy my freedom. I'm dating other women, but nothing serious right now. It takes a while for me to get into a relationship because I know people wear masks, not just women. So I like to see consistency and I'm very picky. Say it like that. You don't have to boast, brag. I'm being honest with her because that's who I am, right? It it does take a while for me to get in a relationship. I know people wear masks, but it also shows her you are a challenge. You don't just fall in love with every beautiful woman that comes your way. It takes time. So if she can be the woman that can break that barrier, 
she values you and the relationship even more because you chose her out of all these other women you were dating. That's when it has value, fellas. So pick whichever one you like to use that matches your personality. But like the texting prince said, you don't want to brag and you don't want to be the beta male barnacle, the BMB that says, oh, no, 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 you're you're the only girl, babe. I, I would never do that to you. Ah, wrong. You're done. Yeah. Uh, so uh, next one I have here from the book Seller Be Sold by Grant Cardone, page 128. He talks about uh, sales is like a recipe or closing sales is like a recipe. And how I relate this is like dating is like a recipe. So he says sales is like a recipe. It takes certain ingredients combined in a certain order and put into the oven at a certain temperature temperature for a certain amount of time. Do it exactly per the recipe and you get what you anticipated. Change one thing and you don't. He says, it's like the grandmother who makes fudge without even looking at the recipe. She has done it so many times over the years that she doesn't need to read over the list of ingredients anymore. She just knows what to do and her fudge comes out perfect every time. And again, how I relate that to dating is like anything I'm learning new like sales, like all this stuff. When I'm trying to learn something new, I don't sit there and go, well, this really successful salesman told me this is how he closes sales, but uh, I'm going to be myself. That doesn't feel authentic to me. So I'm just going to be myself and wing it. Like this is what so many guys come into the dating game with. They're like, no, I don't want to play rules. I'm not, I'm going to be myself. But it's like when you're learning something new or you want to get better at something, if you're going to bake a cake, do you really just without baking a cake ever just go, oh, I'm just going to wing it. Uh, I think you need eggs. Maybe you need some of this. And then I don't know. I don't know how long you're supposed to put it in the oven, but I'll just wing it and expect a perfect cake. It's like there are recipes to this. Dating is like a recipe. You do these things in a certain order at the right time, at the right temperature, and then you can get what you anticipated. There's so many repeatable things with human psychology, human behavior, dating, women, and all that, that when you learn from somebody that has already done it before and they're giving you a recipe book, so many guys are like, no, that's too much work. I don't, uh, that's not how I would do it. I'm going to do it my own way. It's like, but in every other field of life, you wouldn't do that. In every other field of life, you would check the, the recipe on the back of the box before you bake your cook cake. But so many guys are like, no, that that seems like you're playing games. It's like, what, what if I looked at the back of a cake, you know, uh, how to bake a cake? And I'm like, no, I don't think you need two eggs. That seems like, no, that doesn't seem right. I'm just going to do it my own way. It's like, I would never get a good cake. So dating is like a recipe. There's certain steps you have to do. You have to put in place. You have to learn them. You have to learn those fundamentals if you want a good cake that's edible. And if you don't, if you want to keep winging it, go ahead. But when you pull out of the oven and you expect some beautiful cake and all of a sudden it's some runny looking diarrhea that doesn't taste good and no one else wants, you know, don't be surprised then. So think about this, like all these steps, it's like when you learn them, just like the grandmother, now you can bake fudge perfectly every time. I don't have a rule book or a manual that I have to go out on dates anymore, but I went through all the recipe books. I spent so many hours in of 
hours upon hours of reading books, going through courses, reading everything I get get my hands on. Anytime I saw a guy in in real life that was good with women, I would go over them and ask them, "Hey, man, that was pretty cool. What did you say to her? How did you do this?" How, and I would I pick everyone's brains like that because I want to learn. I didn't just expect to be a master when I first started to go. I want to get better with women. I wanted to learn from people that have done it before follow a recipe, and then the better you get at that, then you become the the master chef that can bake cakes perfectly every time, but there's a recipe to follow to get you there. I love that. And it follows the same pattern with the law of nature, the law of the universe. There's the law of dating. Dating women relationships, they have their own laws that you have to follow, fellas. Sometimes I'll break them because I think I just got it like that. I know everything. I'll break my own rules and I get kicked in the ass. I should have known better. If you don't follow the rules, you will not be successful. Follow the rules, everything we're teaching you until you can learn the recipe, until you, cr you can create some magic in the kitchen. And then you can throw the instructions away. Once you become a natural Follow the laws of dating everything you've learned. You will become a natural. You don't need to look at the cookbook or the recipes anymore. You know what you're doing. This is why we're teaching you, fellas. You have to, I'd rather you guys come in with a game plan than no plan at all. Until it takes time for you to become a natural like me and the texting prince where you don't have to follow a strict script anymore. This is the person you are. That's the level we want you guys to get at, but you need to put in the work. And so many men are lazy in today's society. They want the easy way out. They'd rather pay for an AI generated woman for a robot. They'd rather not deal with women. Everyone wants the easy way out. I do not agree with that. I don't think you should be paying a girl for her only fans. I don't think you should be cash shafting the girl money. I, I, I really want men to start focusing on themselves and become the best possible version. Learn about dating, learn about women, learn about the psychology of women, female nature, learn about the game we're teaching you because it came with many rejections, many failures, many mistakes until we got it right. And when I go back and I think that I can not follow the rules that we're teaching you, I get rejected every time. So I know if I don't follow those rules, if I don't follow the laws of dating, I get rejected. I know you guys are getting rejected as well. <laughs> okay. Don't tell me you're not. This is why we're here for all of you. This is the last one from the book, The Influence. And I think this is very important. This is towards the end, fellas. And this happens when guys get in relationships and then they try establishing boundaries and taken away certain freedoms that they already granted their girl to have. And right here in this book, he explains exactly why that's incorrect and the psychology behind it. And this is why I keep telling you guys and you motherfuckers still don't want to listen to me. You have to establish your boundaries before you get in a relationship with the girl. So when she asks you, what are we or where is this going? That's when you establish your boundaries. You don't do it once you're already in a relationship and she's been doing these negative behaviors. Then you think, oh, you know what? I don't want her to have guy friends anymore. 
Let me try taking that away from her. It's too late at that point, fellas. And this is exactly why. This pattern offers a valuable lesson for would-be rulers. When it comes to freedoms, it is more dangerous to have given for a while than never to have given at all. So, the problem for a government that seeks to improve the political and economic status of a traditionally oppressed group is that, in so doing, it establishes freedoms for the group where none existed before. And should those now established freedoms become less available, there will be an especially hot variety of hell to pay. Riots, revolution, rebellion. That's exactly what's going to happen with your girl when you give her certain freedoms and then you try taking it away from her. You have to establish those freedoms in the beginning, fellas, before the relationship. If you tell a girl she can't have guy friends too soon, she's going to think you're a control freak. But when she asks you for a relationship and she really wants to be with you, that's your golden opportunity to establish those boundaries. And if she doesn't follow them, you break up with her. She knew what she was getting herself into. You didn't grant her those freedoms after the relationship. Because once you start taking those freedoms away, oh, you know what, babe, I changed my mind. I don't want you to have guy friends. I don't want you to go out clubbing with your girls. It's too late. She already did all that. Now she's going to become rebellious. She's going to have resentment towards you. But if you didn't give her those freedoms to begin with, guess what? She's not going to become rebellious. She's going to follow your rules. This is one of the most important aspects I try to teach men because when they come to me and they tell me that they try to establish establishing boundaries with their girlfriends, oh, she's texting, she's texting her guy friends or she's texting this guy at three in the morning. I don't know what to do now. And I let it slide before. I'm like, it's too late. I'm like, it's too fucking late. You should have been a man grabbed your nuts and established those boundaries in the beginning. Now you try taking that away from her, watch how rebellious she's going to become. She's going to have resentment for you and she's still going to do what she wants to do. So you guys have to really be careful. I make sure when I get in a relationship with a girl, I know all my boundaries I'm establishing. Okay. We talked about several of them on the last podcast, the different levels of disrespect. One of those boundaries is you don't gossip behind my back to anyone about our relationship. That's one of my boundaries now. And she better not do it. Okay. So whatever your boundaries are, fellas, let her know. And if she breaks them, she has to pay for it. You break up with her. You let her know it's not cool. Yeah. And I think the worst thing a guy can do is establish a boundary that he's not willing to follow through on. Like I have boundaries, of course. But if I have boundaries and a girl breaks them or rocks them, she knows she will not hear from me again. Or she knows that she will not see me again because if I make a boundary, I'm willing to follow through on that and see that through. I'm not going to make a boundary and then she does something to test me and then I go, oh, well, that's okay. It's like if I have a boundary. So think about that too, guys, what your boundaries are that you're not going to just go, well, eh, not this time. It's like, if you have a boundary, you have to be willing to follow through on that, on your commitment, or she won't believe your word at all. So if you have, if there's something that you think, if you say, well, if I see you talking to another guy, we're done, right? Well, that's a pretty tough boundary because now if she goes around and talks to a male waiter 
are you really, is she really done? Cause you talked to some male waiter that came and asked for food. So think carefully about these, but when you do establish something, you have to have that backbone to follow through on it or else she won't trust your word at all. Yeah. And the last thing he mentions here is freedom is once granted will not be relinquished without a fight. Okay. And we might do a separate podcast. That's a great one. Boundaries every man should establish with their girls, with their girlfriends. That'd be a okay? good one. Yeah. Prior to the relationship. That's a good one. Yeah. So we can come up with the list for you guys so you know, okay, she wants a relationship. You're going to have to follow these boundaries, list them out. So that way she knows she can't say, oh, I didn't know I couldn't do that. No, you listed those boundaries. Okay. So we'll do a separate podcast on that. Uh, all right. One I got here for uh, from page 153 of Seller Be Sold by Grant Cardone. And this has to do with like excuses or I don't have the time. This is too much work type thing. So he says, how much time do you have? The most powerful man in the world has 24 hours in a day to get done what he needs to get done. The richest man in the world has 3,600 minutes in a day to earn his money. The most educated man in the world has 168 hours in a week to learn. The greatest athlete in the world has 365 days in a year to train. How much time do you have? When people tell me they don't have enough time to do what they need to get done, I don't believe it. I recently read that the average person in this country wa watches three hours of television a day, which translates into 67,500 minutes a year. So when guys say this is too much work, this is, well, there's too many rules. There's too many things. It's like, well, how badly do you want to get better at this? How badly do you want to have that confidence to know that when I go out on a date, I have no fears. I know exactly how to play it. I know exactly what I want to say. I want. I know exactly how I want to convey my boundaries or whatever across to women. Because a lot of guys want that, but how badly do you want it? And I'll give you examples. Like I said, I read every single book I could get my hands on about women. I was, you know, re reading it, like any... Famous, like when you talked about David D'Angelo, is that what you said before? Or or David D'Angelo, David yeah. David D'Angelo, yeah, David, David Data, Corey Wayne. I've heard of all these guys. I've read their books. I've read a lot because I wanted to get better and I was committed to it. I used to watch any any shows or movies where I thought a guy was like really good with women and I would study them. I would watch James Bond movies and I would study him. How does he react or not react when there's a girl around? I would do all of these things in my own time because I wanted to get better. I have here, I put, I dug these out before. I got a like a, a a list of all these notes that I had of um. This one right here is labeled five fifteen of two thousand and fifteen. So what twenty or I mean uh, eight years ago, and it was date reflections. So I would go on dates. This is when I was really good with women and guys were telling me, Adam, you need to teach this to other people. And I was like, all right, well, I need to get more serious about this. I need to really know what I'm doing and, and, and really be able to break things down. I have a date reflection of met Brianna on, AK, on OkCupid. Short and mysterious, gave her my number, texted it a little bit, but it faded. Made comment about her legs. She was self-conscious about them. She was mad. I didn't text her. She matched me on Tinder. Texted again. Once I got her texting me again, I called her, made her laugh. False co time constraint. You only have five minutes before I have to go. Her interest level grew. Found out day she was free. And then I put in quotes the things I said. You have two responsibilities and I'll take care of the rest. So I went through the entire date. 
I went through on the back of how our date started. It was, uh, took her to brick for drinks. I watched her body language. She was closed off at the start. Her arms were folded. Once I got her talking, she opened her arms up, turned her legs toward me and leaned in. Then we played pool. I bet if she loses, she wears my Vikings and twins or twins Jersey. <laughs> I won added. She also had to give me a kiss on the cheek. She had no hesitation. She did. So I asked her for a kiss on the other cheek. Uh, and then we drove to Toys R Us. She kept asking what was happening next. So I literally go through every part of the date, the end of where she slept over. We had great sex and all that stuff. The whole way I played it. And I have these with multiple different women of all these different dates I went through. And I reflect on all of them. I, I broke down everything I was doing, everything I wasn't doing because I took it seriously. I wanted to get better. I wanted to learn everything I could. And I didn't, if I made a mistake, I didn't want to just say, well, that girl sucked. I wanted to go, no, no. Okay. What did I do wrong? What did I do differently here? What could I do better next time that I didn't do in this particular day? And so the the type of, when, when guys say they want to get better with women, I, I really, I don't believe them until they show me how, how much are you willing to do? How much are you willing to learn? How much of a learner are you until you want to get better? Or do you want to come home after your hard day of work? and watch Netflix for three hours on TV because that's easier. And I'm not hating on people that want to do that. But if you want to get better at something, you have to commit. And so that's what uh, I like about this part of this book is really motivational. This whole book, Seller Be Sold, about like no excuses and all that stuff. Um, but that's an example of, you know, what's your excuse? <laughs> what's your excuse? You can tell me all the excuses in the world, but when you want to get better at something, I, 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 I know because I went through the ringer. I sucked at dating. I sucked with women. What can I do to make me better? And I tried to learn versus the guys that are just going, well, I want to get better with women, but it's too much work. Well, what are you sacrificing then? Do you really, do you really need to watch three hours of Netflix tonight? Or could you go back and listen to this podcast? Could you take notes? Could you write down things? Wow, uh, I I saw this thing differently that Czar said. Here's how I see it. Oh, I saw this thing differently that Adam said. Here's how I see it. And, and write to yourself and really question your own um, knowledge about things. Like how bad do you really want it? I love how you were taking notes. That's a real student of the game. If you guys can take notes the way that Adam did. So even if you message a girl, you're talking to her, you're on the phone, you're on live uh, face chat with her, you're out on a date with her, whatever it is, fellas, if you can take notes and write down in detail, okay, you know what? I said this to her. This is how she reacted. Okay. She did this. What does that mean? Right. Was I playing it right? Okay. Her body language was like this. Maybe I should have went in for the kiss at this time. That would have been perfect. I want you guys to write down your mistakes, your successes, certain details that you remember from the women you date. This is how you become a master when you become conscientious and observant. Look at the men that are good with women. What are they doing right? Look at the men that know how to interact with others. People like their energy. These people are very likable. What are they doing? How are they presenting, them, presenting themselves? What is their body language like? When you look at a couple at the gym, who's leading who? Who's the alpha? Who's the beta? 
Is she the one in charge or is he the one in charge? I'm very observant. I see everything. And I always ask these questions. You guys have to start doing the same thing. Put your phones down. Stop listening to fucking Taylor Swift or Justin Bieber. Start being observant. Pay attention to the beta men that are bad with women who end up in the friend zone and the men that are good with women and who sleep with beautiful women and know how to keep them. This is how you learn the game, fellas. We're teaching you everything you need to know. I advise you get these two books. We have plenty of other books. We'll do maybe a listing one day of all the books we want you guys to read. It's a huge list, but go out, better yourself. Start reading these books, fellas. Okay, we can't stress that enough. I'm not against reading psychology books. I think books that help you in a way and you can help translate it into dating, into becoming better with women and relationships, or even becoming better mentally, learning the psychology of human nature, the psychology of humans. That's how you guys become good with women. Yeah, and I have something here uh, also from this book about rejection. Because I know rejection is a big one. I remember when I was like really wanting to cold approach women and all that, I was scared of rejection. I was I had, I had so much fear. And so Grant Cardone, page 218, he talks about rejection is experienced by those unwilling to be responsible for the outcome. And I think this is important. He says the experience of rejection is an, is an emotion is actually what happens when a person has a low responsibility level in getting things done. I didn't get what I want. So now I'm going to feel sorry for myself, label it rejection and act like a victim. Ain't nothing happening to you. It's happening because of you. How you handle rejection is the key. Try to avoid it and you are doomed because you will withdraw. You will only feel rejection as a negative sensation if you do not take full responsibility for the situation. When I am, this is Grant Gardone talking, when I'm told no, I don't equate it with rejection. I look at what I could do differently next time to earn their business. How could I be more effective? How could I turn this person into a customer next time? And that's why I like to think about with women too, with rejection, right? So many people are scared of rejection. It's like, I put all the, all the responsibility on myself. If I walk up to a girl and I try to cold approach her and she doesn't handle it like I was in my mind thinking it was, it is easy to go, oh, this girl's stuck up and all that. But instead, I go, all right, what could I have done differently? What could I do next time? If a girl doesn't text me back or a date doesn't go how I planned, I don't just go, well, she's evil. All women are evil. I'm like, all right, hmm, looking back at the text, did I rush this date too soon? Was the interest level there before I asked her out on this date? Was this the right situation? Blah, blah, blah. But again, when you take everything and you have full responsibility for everything, nothing really becomes a rejection. It's just more of a learning experience. It's it's not just oh she rejected me, she rejected me she didn't like me I'm a I'm a crappy person I'm I suck as a man it's more like oh okay this situation didn't go as I planned what can I learn from it what could I do better next time so that I can get a better outcome but taking full responsibility I think is so huge especially in the avenue of of women and dating one of the true characteristics of masculinity a lot of people don't talk about is being responsible and taking accountability for everything that happens in your life as a man. Because if you don't take accountability, if you keep playing the victim instead of the victor, you keep playing the blame game, 
you will never grow as a man. You can never grow as a person. Because if you don't learn from your mistakes, if you don't go back to the drawing board, even when you when you get rejected, you will never become good or successful in life or with women. I loved getting rejection growing up. I still do because I go back to the drawing board. What should I have done differently? And sometimes maybe it's not you. So I see rejection now as in, you know what? It's her loss. I have the ability to bring things back to life. She's missing out. I could have brought her back to life better than any other guy out there. That's how, that's honestly, that's how I view rejection when a girl rejects me. But I'll still go back to the drawing board and figure out what I could have done differently. And sometimes maybe the girl's on her period, it's that time of the month, maybe her cat just died. Maybe she got into an argument with her family or her friends. It's always about timing as well, fellas. So don't feel too bad about it. Rejection helps you build that armor that you need in life. And I think one of the great signs of a successful man is how resilient he is towards rejection. Does he keep going? Does he take accountability? Does he take responsibility for everything that happens in his life, even when he gets fired and he thinks it wasn't his fault? You still go back to the drawing board. There's always a lesson to be learned. There's a difference between failure and temporary defeat. And this is what the next book, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill, talks about. We've mentioned this book many times. I'm going to show you. I have one thing from this book I want to discuss. I know this is a big topic, semen retention. So sex, like all other forces available to man, should be understood, mastered, and made to serve man. The, the desire for sex expression is as natural as the desire for food. So the person who has self-discipline understands the emotion of sex, respects it, and learns to control and transmute it into constructive activities. The greatest damage when it comes to the overindulgence of sex is that it depletes the source of man's greatest driving force and wastes, without adequate compensation, man's creative energy. It dissipates energy needed by nature to maintain physical health. Sex is nature's most useful therapeutic force. It depletes the magnetic energy, which is the source of an attractive, pleasing personality. It removes the sparkle from one's eyes and sets up discord in the tone of one's voice. It destroys enthusiasm, subdues ambition, and leads inevitably to the habit of drifting on all subjects. Guys. Practice semen retention. What I mean by that is stop lusting after a girl and stop watching porn. You're wasting your seed. You're wasting that natural God-given ability that all masculine men can have. You're wasting that energy that you could be using towards something positive. That's what he's trying to say. Practice semen retention. Have self-discipline. You need to engage in other positive activities, okay? Idle time is the devil's workshop. I understand, fellas. But practice semen retention. That's what gives you that masculine energy, that sparkle in your eye, that masculine voice, that masculine energy that you radiate, that women can sense. And I've done this, and I still do it. It makes a difference. You have that glow in your face that women notice. I've been told this before. So... Try it. Don't overindulge in sex. You need to have self-discipline. I advise you all get this book. 
one of the best books I think ever written. This is my third time reading it now. Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. I love that book. Definitely one of my one of my favorites of all time, Outwitting the Devil. Yeah, sexual transmutation. He talks about that in Napoleon Hill, the law of success as well. And I remember when I was building Texting Prince of Business in 2016, um, there'd be times where I was doing sexual transmutation where I was not going to shoot my seed. So I wasn't going to have any you know, porn or any of that stuff. But there'd be times where girls would be asking me to hang out, hang out, hang out. And I would put it off or whatever because I was, you know, retaining my seed. And every once in a while, like a girl would come, I'd be like, all right, yeah, we can hang out. And I'd be like, hey, we're not going to have sex. And <laughs> you'd be surprised how many girls were actually understanding. I'd be like, hey, no, I'm I'm doing sexual transmutation. And I have a focus right now. And it was when I was trying to start my business, trying to create my business. And I had so many question so many things, but I need a drive. And if you just think about that, you could be so motivated to do something and then you go in and jerk off and all of a sudden you might feel this big release, but you also feel your motivation just dissipate. And, and, and because you're, you're losing that drive in that sense. So when I get really serious about something like that, like I will even have it where a girl will come over and I'm not using it as some game, even though girls will try to like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to make you lose your seat tonight. Like girls will try all that, but I wasn't even using it as a game. I was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to do this right now. I'm focused on my, I'm focused on something. I'm focused on this goal and I don't want to lose that. I don't want to shoot my seat off here, but it is a real thing. It's, it's, it's very interesting, that whole thing. So I think there's a lot to, when people say like the no fap, um, you know, not jerking off, not watching porn and all that stuff. Because that helps with your drive, that your ambition and all that stuff. So if you got some big goal in mind, focus on that. And instead of going and jerking off and losing that motivation you had, just watch how, try as an experiment right now. If you're motivated to do something, you're going to read this book, you're going to do that. Go jerk off and see how motivated you are after that. It'll be so much easier after that to be like, nah, I'm just going to watch Netflix instead. Nah, I'm going to watch a movie for the night. I did enough work today. Uh, I don't need to do anything. You'll see it. it. It's crazy how that happens. But that motivation is gone in a sense. And I wonder, too, if this relates to of like how when you're like chasing a woman and all this stuff, you're all like your goal is to get that woman in that sense. I know that's not the right mindset to have. But if you're you're focused on getting this girl in the bed or whatever, and then you sleep with her and people call it the post nut clarity. And all of a sudden you sleep with her and you're like looking over. It's like, why was I with this girl? Why am I with her? What am I doing right now? Well, that's because your your ambition, your goal was to get that girl. And all of a sudden you shot your seed and you're like, what am I doing right now? You have that. It's like, whoa, why, why was I working so hard for this? It's like you lose a lot of that drive, that motivation. So I like that, that sexual transmutation. That's man. Napoleon Hill is my favorite author of all time. Any book by Napoleon Hill, I recommend. Yeah, that really stood out to me because I used to have that addiction with porn. And I understand it's a quick dopamine release. It's almost like a cocaine hit. And you want to release serotonin. It's a longer lasting high and it's better for you rather than that quick dopamine release. And that's exactly what you guys are doing. And you become tired after you become tired. You want to sleep. You want to take a nap. But once you're around women and you practice semen retention, you no longer have that needy, thirsty energy. You, you're not even trying to sleep with them. It just happens naturally. They can sense that. And sometimes, like Adam said, you don't even want to sleep with them because you want to keep it going, which is crazy. It doesn't make sense, but try it for a week, two weeks, three weeks, 
and notice the difference, fellas. Take it out at the gym, take it out at your your purpose that you're focusing on, reading books, studying, whatever you're doing, right? Use that energy and transmute it in a positive way. Yeah, and it has the secondary effects of like, when I say now, guys are like shocked if a girl's coming over and she wants to sleep with me or whatever. And it's like, if she does one thing to disrespect me, I have no problem being like, no, no, we're not, we're not sleeping. No, you're not, we're not having sex tonight or like go home. Like I have no problem with that because I don't need sex. That doesn't fuel me. I remember when sex fueled me, when I would say whatever I needed to do, I would play along, dance like a monkey to get sex for that night. But when sex no longer has that power over you, you can focus on other things, put your mind on other things. Then when you're actually with a woman, and again, I think this is where a lot of marriages get in trouble with guys is because the girl dangles sex over their head like a carrot, and then she can make the guy do anything she wants. Oh, or or you're not getting any tonight. And then that guy, that's his whole motivation. So if you can use this one to progress your own goals, but two, it will help you with women when you're not sitting there needing sex all the time. That needing, that neediness is gross. That neediness turns women off. Yeah, she likes it. You're like excited to be with her. But when you don't need sex, she can't run games on you. Last thing on that before I forget. So when I was back in college and I was practicing semen retention, I wanted to give it a try. And you'd be surprised the attention that I got from beautiful women where this shit actually worked. There's a certain energy they can sense from you. I can't explain it until you guys try it. I wasn't even trying to sleep with these women, but you have a certain glow. It's almost as if you can sense a beautiful feminine woman ovulating. Right. She's not on birth control. She's not on any type of contraceptive. She's naturally ovulating where they have this glow that men can sense. Okay. Where you want to sleep with her. I think with semen retention, that's the man's natural glow that women can sense. I know it sounds crazy, but I think I I I could have a close correlation with the two. That's why you look so attractive, especially if you're fit, you're in shape, you're not overweight, you're not obese, you're working out at the gym. And you have that masculine energy to back it up. You're not needy at all. You don't have thirsty energy. You're not vying to have sex with these women. It is very powerful. They can sense that. It's 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 crazy. Like the effect was crazy. If you only saw what it did, I couldn't believe it. But I said, you know what? I have. There's some validity in this because I've done it. I still do it. So try it out, guys. Give it up for a week. Make it two weeks, and then after a while, what you'll notice is. You don't even think about it anymore. After two, three weeks, you don't think about you don't think about porn. You don't think about sex anymore. It's crazy. You know, you flush your mind out. You start using that energy towards something positive instead of negative. And that yeah, was my and- last one, texting Prince. If you have any more, you can share them. Yeah, and, I, and I, I agree with you too. And I don't, I wish I could explain it just like you. I can't explain it, but I know what you're saying the same thing. It's like a, it is like a natural glow. It's like, I don't know if she can sense your drive, your ambition or something. She can sense that build up in you or something when you're not just releasing your seat everywhere. But it's true. And I, I don't like to necessarily talk about things I can't explain, but that's one of them. I can't explain it. Um, Maybe somebody, maybe somebody here that's listening, maybe some guy that's dug into it can explain this for us, but it is a real thing. It's like that in the same way that I think girls can sniff the guy that watches porn every day and jerks off five times a day. Like she can sense that. And it's like she put off by that. 
It's like when you when you can mute, trans, sexually transmutate, put that sexual energy, that powerful sexual sexual energy you have into your purpose, into your goals. Man, it's it's a uh, it's a force to be reckoned with. I think uh, yeah. that the rational male Rolo Tomasi mentions how how you said the guy that that masturbates all the time, he actually releases this pheromone that's very repulsive to women. He mentions that in the book, The Rational Male, and I think he had facts backing it up. So women can can smell, they can sense that repulsive pheromone, the guy that's masturbating too much. And I believe there is some truth to that, okay, um, compared to the guy that's doing semen retention. So I want you guys to remember that. Get the book, The Rational Male. Shout out to Rolo Tomasi as well. Yeah, and I'll leave with this. I got one last one from here. Um, I think it relates pretty well to women. It's page 234, page 235. Um, Grant Cardone has some, he relates this kind of to being a river rafting guide in a sense, but he's talking about when you're going through sales and you're trying to make the clothes and, and people have obstacles or objections. He says the key is to stay rational, calm, and collected when others get emotional. Stay cool, stay calm, stay rational, and know that the outburst will pass once your client comes to his senses. And so he mentions this about like always being that cool, calm, collected, rational guy whenever someone throws something emotional at you. And I think that relates really well with women. And he talks about like if you're a river rafting guide and people are looking at you to guide them through these whitewater uh, rapids that are coming through. Just imagine you're you're driving through on this, you know, river raft and the first time you see all this turbulence, this crazy stuff and people haven't seen it before. Everyone's getting all scared. They're getting worried. They're getting emotional. What's going to happen? Imagine if your river rafting guide is look, you look over at him and he's looking scared and he's like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. He's getting emotional too. He's like, this isn't supposed to happen. Everybody's going to freak out versus the, the river rafting guy, what they should be doing is staying cool, calm, and collected and knowing that these rapids will pass, will have smooth water on the other side. And that strength is what everyone's going to look to. When everyone else is freaking out about these rapids, they look up at the guy and the guy's just like, no worries, paddle through it, paddle through it. We're fine. We're fine. And all of a sudden you get to that, that calm waters on the other end. But in that emotional time, everyone else is freaking out. You want to be that calm, cool, collected, rational guy. And with women, we always talk about like with women, you as a man are the rock. You're immovable. You're never too high. You're never getting all, you know, too excited or too scared or too nervous and all these things. You're just that cool, strong rock. The girl is that emotional rapid. She's bouncing all over the place. And that's women in their feminine. That's what they do. They get thrown by their emotions but when there's a man on the other side there's a river rafting guide that can just stay cool calm and collected okay all right here comes the emotions here comes she's gonna throw this temper tantrum or, or you know whatever and he just stays cool calm and collected kind of like that line you said um maybe it was last episode where you're like are you done glad to have you back you know when that girl um you know does that uproar or whatever it's like that's the type of energy you want to have as a guy. You're that cool, calm, and collected guy. Women will throw all sorts of emotional outbursts at you. But like we talk about, women live in the present moment. 
once that's done, they kind of forget about that. But you got to be that cool, calm and collected guy. And then she starts to trust you in that sense. She trusts that she can become feminine around you. She can get into her emotions around you and she can express herself and do all this. She can get high. She can get low because you're steady. You're that rock that's immovable. And so many men become emotional with her. They get caught in that draft with her. She freaks out. The guy freaks out. Now they're having this crazy arguing, you know, yelling match. They're both getting emotional, saying all these crazy things versus stay cool, calm, and collected. The emotions will fade. They'll be calm water on the other side. So that's a good thing to practice is try to practice being cool, calm, and collected when people around you get freaked out. They get emotional. It'll happen all the time with women all the dang time with women, especially for me when I don't want a relationship and girls always, you know, eventually, oh, Adam, why aren't you, why, why aren't you my boyfriend now? Why aren't we together? All this stuff. And they get all emotional and they'll say all these things. I don't want it. I don't want to ever talk to you again. All that stuff. I don't freak out. I just relax. I say, hey, I understand. I understand. Maybe we're looking for different things. You have my number if you ever want to text me again. And I say, cool, calm, and collected always. And that girl, she might not text me for a few days. She might not text me for a few weeks. The girl I just saw the other day, she didn't text me for like three weeks because she was mad about (laughs) something and she wanted, you know, the boyfriend, girlfriend thing. She said, I'm never texting you again. I didn't text her. (laughs) Went by and she goes, hey, I want to hang out with you. She, everything passed. She was back in the present moment and she she had like a, a a memory wipe of all of her emotions, whatever, all that stuff. And she goes, hey, I want to hang out with you again. Blah, blah, blah. When can we hang out? And again, I was cool, calm, collected. Hey, I'm free. Blah, blah, blah. Boom, boom, boom. We set up the date. She came over. We had fun. But again, because I stayed cool, calm, and collected, she got her emotions out. She ran it out of her system. And then she came back to me. She came back to the rock. Most guys get so emotional. I think especially if there's guys that grew up with a, um, with a single mother because that's what they learn from. They learn from their mother, the emotional side, getting really hyped up on their emotions, letting their emotions rule them versus when you have a strong father in your life and you have that balance. You see that guy that just got to, he's got to truck through. He can't get emotional. He's got to be the leader. He's got to be the head of the house. It's like that strength is something you want to emulate rather than, that emotional jumping up and down, getting all thrown off by everything else around you. And another trait that a masculine man should possess, another trait that I think describes masculinity, right? One of my traits is being graceful under pressure. A masculine man is graceful under pressure, whether he's a cop, whether he's a a soldier in the military, whether he's a, a captain on a ship, whether he is the head of the raft in the the river with the dangerous waters, graceful under pressure. You look at him, stoic. He knows what he's doing. That's the guy you always want. That's the guy women want. If she's raising her voice at you, you look at her and you say, sit down, shut the fuck up. We're going to talk. There's always a way to say it. You're not raising your voice. You're not getting emotional. You're telling her, sit down, shut the hell up. We're going to talk like adults. And women want to be put in their place by a masculine man. You don't get emotional. You talk to her like an adult. 
and a very good show. I love this actor, Tom Hardy. He played Bane in Batman, played in several amazing roles. He was in Inception. Inception. He was in Mad Max, Fury Road. Watch this show. It's called Taboo with Tom Hardy. Taboo, T-A-B-O-O. It used to be on Hulu. I can't find it anymore, but YouTube has all the episodes. High definition. The way he acts and carries himself in that show, if you guys can emulate that, that is true masculine energy. And all the women want him. And there's a reason why they want him. He's never emotional. He never acts out. There are certain scenes where he's belligerently drunk and something happened where he was acting out. But 99% of the times, watch how calm, cool, and collected he is. He's graceful under pressure. He knows he can handle it. If you can emulate that type of persona, if you're going to watch anything on Netflix, I don't know if it's on Netflix, but find that show. I'm telling you, emulate the way he carries himself. That is pure masculine energy. The women will love you for it. Carry that with your relationships, not just with dating. Okay, that was yeah. a great, great episode. That was also a great um, example in the book. I have to get that book. I didn't read yeah, that I, book. I, I, I wrote down. I wrote Greg down Cardone taboo. I wrote down taboo. Tom Hardy. Uh, yeah, and again, the best guys, show, best seller, show ever. Seller be sold. Like I said, that it might not. It, if you're just looking for dating advice, I'm not gonna. This I would recommend different books necessarily. But these were things that I wanted to learn about sales. I wanted to learn about all these things, and I can just relate some of the principles from that into dating. Um, maybe we'll have you like Zara said, a different episode where we recommend books, but especially if you're into sales or stuff like that, then of course I recommend this seller be sold book. Follow me on Instagram at Zara dating. My website is Zara dating, C Z A R dating.com. You can check out some really cool courses and some eBooks. If you guys need help with attraction relationships and texting Prince also has his own website and his own social media. He's going to tell you right now. Yep. Uh, Instagram at texting Prince, P R I N C E, or you can go to my website, textingprince.com. Uh, up until Halloween, I got a special right now on my, um, my most advanced video course on texting video PDFs, all that, where I break down the entire game of texting, all the things I show you all sorts of my own conversation, real conversation examples. I break them down. I show you what I said. I show you what she said. All of that, hopefully you hear this before Halloween of 2023 to get that special offer. Um, but yeah, thanks guys for listening. Uh, I don't think we know exactly what we'll have planned for next episode yet, but we will have another episode. Yeah, Bye. and, and if so anyone much, does guys. have a, a question or a comment, you can send either of us an email. Um, I'll put the email, our emails down in the show notes below this podcast or comment on YouTube or whatnot because we have ideas in mind, of course, but I'd, I, I know that we both rather you know, meet you where you're at. So if there's certain things you want us to cover, like we all, we would be happy to, if it's like a good topic, we're like, oh yeah, this is something guys need to learn. So if you have questions, you have comments about future episodes, let us know. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. Yep. Take care.